Welcome to Welcome to Hollowell Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we're here to discuss Season 3, Episode 18 of Charmed. San Francisco. I like this one. I... It's a goofier episode, but you know what? I liked it. There were things I liked. There were things I didn't like. We'll get it's to them. It's a solid episode. Yeah, it was, it was much more solid than I was expecting. Also, I mean... Who doesn't like a riff on the Seven Deadly Sins? Okay, I'm so honked off I didn't mention this last time in the death episode. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm retroactively mentioning it now. Obviously, the reason they did those beach scenes was as a direct reference to the Seventh Seal. Oh, God, that didn't even occur to me either. I know, I know. And, un- and we mentioned the Seventh Seal in it, but I was I was thinking about it. While I was editing the episode, and I was like, oh my god, that's so obviously a Seventh Seal reference. I mean, I think we can be forgiven for not assuming that the creators of Charmed were, you know, engaged in that high-level, intertextual conversation. Referencing a, a, a German, what, expressionist film? Wait, was it German? No, I don't think it's German, but it is an expressionist film. Do you want to look it up? Nah. Okay. Like, I'm not saying it's a deep cut, but it's also kind of not the sort of thing you expect to be referenced on Charmed. I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's not a deep cut. I mean, the movie Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey references it, but... I was going to say Bob's Burgers, but no, that that is a more, that, that's yeah. probably a main, more mainstream cut. But this episode is about the seven deadly sins, and we open on... It's it's a returning thing. I thought I didn't think Charmed was done with it because I have watched Charmed and I remember it coming back later. But we have the return of the seven million hours of opening shots of San Francisco. Okay, there's also this really weird thing where we get one of those uh, street shots where you see the feet walking. Mm-hmm. But it's not stock footage we very, very slowly see the sisters park their car and get out of it. It's deeply bizarre. Because it looks like a stock footage shot. Yeah. But no. No, it's, 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 uh, it's Prue and Phoebe and Phoebe's hair. Thank you. I, I was going to... Did Alyssa Milano honk off the hair people or something? Because she's just had awful, awful hair. I mean, I have to assume she was doing something else that was making her have this hair. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like the, what what is it, Peaches and Cream Boy? You know, the little, is that the name of a movie she was in? No, the little Dutch boy who, you know, Peaches and Cream, Peaches and Cream. Do, do oh, yeah, it. yeah, because she's got like, yeah. The, she, the curls. Yeah. I mean, yes. It's not those curls exactly. It's just, it's. It's very odd. Alyssa Milano's such a beautiful woman, and just this hair does not work for her. No, no, oh. not at all. Also, given what's going on behind the scenes, they sure are pairing up Alyssa Milano and Shannon Doherty a lot. Okay, so this might be kind of weird, but Alyssa Milano was having an affair with Brian Krause at this time. Do you think they were keeping her away from Holly Marie Combs' plot so that she didn't have to interact with him on set? Huh. Huh. That's an interesting thing to consider. I mean, it's just... It might be kind of a stretch, but... I don't know, maybe they were like, Oh my god, keep Alyssa and Brian away from each other. Are they on good terms? I know Holly Marie Combs and Brian Krause seem like they're pretty good with each other. 
and Alyssa Milano and Holly Murray Combs seem like they're pretty good with each other. I guess there's no reason to assume that they're necessarily on bad terms. Maybe they just don't interact much on Twitter. I uh, yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea what their uh, current relationship is. We should actually talk about the episode though. So uh, Prue is looking for demons. She's she's uh in her. I'm going to kill all of the demons because I sense that my end is near beast mode that she's been in for a few episodes. Yeah, they, they've been... It's been a thing. Prue was literally looking for trouble. She was scrying for demonic activity, and that's why they're doing a location shoot today. Yep, yep. She 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 goes over to a dumpster that she thinks might be the right location to, like, see if the demon is in the dumpster, and I, it, it's... It's bizarre. Also, Prue uses her telekinesis basically in front of a homeless guy. Just are are we not trying to hide magic anymore, or do we just not think of homeless people as people? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. So Phoebe finds a what is it like a coffee maker or something? She finds a box with a little electronic gizmo that she wanted. It's a coffee maker, yeah. In the dumpster, and she's like, oh, I always, I, like, I wanted this coffee maker. And Prue's like, it's just the box, Phoebe. <laughs> it's such a weird moment. Like, what is that moment? It doesn't relate back to anything. I kind of love it. Because it's just like, Phoebe, what are you doing? It's so random, but also kind of weirdly in character for Phoebe. Phoebe also points out, she's like, hey, Prue, you think it might not be healthy to be literally looking for trouble? Like, trouble finds us frequently enough, and Prue's like, I think we should be proactive about demon hunting. I mean, honestly, it sucks to constantly be having to play catch-up every time a demon decides, you know, they want to do whatever. Okay, but you can't kill all the demons. That's just not a possibility. You're like, you're like exterminators. Exterminators don't go out and try to proactively kill all the bugs. Maybe they'd have easier jobs if they did. They'd be out of jobs if they did. Mm. Prue wants to be out of a job, or maybe she doesn't. We don't have enough time to explore this because Prue's going to die in like three episodes, but I do sort of wish we kind of got more into why Prue is on this... It's not really a vendetta, is it? Pre-vendetta? No, it feels like a compulsion to me. Like, she's... And and I... Obviously, they didn't know at this time you know, behind the scenes that they were going to have Prue die. But it really does feel like that kind of, I feel the end creeping up on me. I need to make my mark. I need to do what I can to keep my sister safe because I know I won't always be around kind of thing. Crusade. Yes. See, Crusade. That's the word. See, I really wish they had kind of explored more what was behind this drive because... I feel like we kind of can't talk about it outside of the context of Prue's death because it's such a show-redefining event. It does make me wonder what they were going to do with this, where they were going with it, if they hadn't had to get rid of Shannon Doherty. Yeah, because this does really seem like it's leading to something. Mm Mm-hmm. And it would have been interesting to see what that was. Maybe, I don't know. Charmed does kind of have a tendency not to follow through on this sort of thing. Especially fine character work, but... Eh. So, Prue is disappointed that there was nothing in the dumpster, but uh-oh, there's a uh, man in a suit having a confrontation with the 
fourth most popular member of a boy band. The one who's a bad boy. I don't know. I feel like bad boys are more popular. I feel like it's more of a Joey Fatone, the guy who doesn't really have a thing thing in a boy band. Oh, well, this guy's the bad boy one because he's got a, a vest that's, um... I was going to say it's got ripped off sleeves, but it doesn't. He's just wearing a vest. Honestly, it, it can't possibly be this, but it looks like a mail carrier vest. Like, it almost looks like it has the post office logo on it. Yeah, he's also wearing a t-shirt with a little character thing or something on it. He he bamps out too quickly to tell, but this guy's he looks like too much of a guy. We're, we're very into the demons are just people part of the show, but... Usually they at least put them in, like, all black or leather or whatever. This legitimately just looks like a guy. He does have, like, a tattoo of a star on his arm. And he has that hair... He has a goatee. He has a goatee. And he has that haircut that every boy in the 90s had. Yeah, he's got the kind of floppy on one side. I can't talk. I sort of have that hair now, but... The, like, Jonathan Taylor Thomas cut. Yeah. Yeah, so he, like... He teleports out as soon as the witches show up. And the box that he and the guy were fighting over whiz across the it whizzes across the street they they were both pulling at it what kind of suck ass demon can't get a box out of a human guy's hands it goes flying across the street and uh, the demon's like oh too much i'm out <sighs> so phoebe and uh prue check on the human guy and he's like i'm fine i need it i need it and he goes running across the street and gets wanged by a bus in a honestly kind of brutal shot yeah yeah like that guy is dead he is smushed he is an x-man it's kind of like that horrifying scene from um mean girls meet joe black oh the one where they keep looking over the shoulders at each other and it goes on for way too long. Because it's a lot faster than that. You're right. This one is a lot faster. Oh, you know what? This is this one's more like Final Destination. Yeah, that guy's dead as hell. Yep. We come back from the credits and they're zip... Well, they're zipping him up in a body bag, but really they should be pouring him into that thing. Like... Dark! My god! It was remarkably brutal, Him, the, the shot of him getting hit by the bus. Like, I know it was probably a dummy or whatever, but like... It yes, was... I'm sure it wasn't actually a real person. It could, it could have been like just a... They sped up a... Oh, like a stunt double rolling out of the way. Or like that scene from the Jenny Fumdeblock episode of American Dad, where because, because Roger's an alien, he can move like super fast, and we see him faking his own death by pretending to get hit by a bus. Yes. Although, in this case, we see just getting nailed by... But, yeah. Uh, so, Daryl's there because I guess this could be a homicide. Sure. This Speaking is... of which, I mean, they're interviewing the bus driver, and I feel bad for that bus driver. Like, he's gonna have to live with this. It's gonna... Oh, man. Yeah, that's gonna mess you up for a while. The, the fact that that's gonna mess you up for a while is the plot of my favorite movie that I never tell people is my favorite movie which is margaret mm. um but it's such a weird movie that if i say that's my favorite movie it just stops the conversation so instead i say my favorite movie is the prestige which is like it which is up there but yeah that's the plot of margaret is a person dealing with being the person that caused a guy a, a woman to get hit by a bus and die jeez so you're saying there's a whole movie about this bus driver <laughs> Yeah, except uh, it's Anna Paquin. Huh. It's a good movie. Oh, it, wait. It's it's a 
fascinating movie. It's, like, fascinatingly imperfect. Speaking of imperfect things... Yes. This is not... Uh, that, that was such a diversion. Like, the bus driver is, like... He's, it's a guy who has one line, and the line is, he came out of nowhere! Like, it's not even... So, Daryl is here, even though this is obviously not a homicide. Uh, again, Daryl's been at the scene of more non homicide crimes. He just he, he just senses when uh, when the sisters are somewhere, so he goes to those crime scenes. He's and, like, oh, oh, my Hallowell sense is tingling. So he's talking to Prue, and he's like, okay, is this like a demon thing? And she's like, yeah, but you can just write suicide down. And he's like, yeah, that's obviously what I was going to do. Well, but, I mean, it wasn't a suicide. He was He was trying to get that crystal box, and... She says, you know, whatever it was, it was worth dying for. Even though I'm pretty sure he wasn't trying to die. Thanks, Prue. Meanwhile, a cop is hitting on Phoebe, and this scene is so gross. It's it's really off-putting, but sadly... It's inappropriate for a cop to hit on... Well, anyone in the line of duty, but yeah, inappropriate. I know, yes, I'm sorry, you were going to say it happens, but... Yeah, it, yeah it definitely happens, but it's really gross like phoebe's describing yeah and then his viscera flew everywhere and like his head turned all the way around and there was just blood and guts and he's like yeah so speaking of blood and guts do you want to see my boner sometime and she's like flattered but no i have a boyfriend and he's like oh would you still have a boyfriend if i flexed my arm muscles at you and she's like i literally just saw a guy die What's wrong with you? How is this guy not lost later? Well, I mean, I, was, I guess rage makes sense. I was but... actually just going to say, like, content warning for later. He ends up taking on the sin of wrath. Mm-hmm. And given the predominance of domestic abusers in the police force, it's uncomfortably close to home. Mm-hmm. So things that are not realistic. The demons! Yes, the demon minion boy band guy is teleported into, let's say, the underworld. Probably sure. the underworld. Why not? God, he's got a little goatee and he's got eyeshadow and floppy blonde hair. I love this minion. And the little goatee, like, it isn't even, like, fully grown in. Like, he can't even grow a full goatee. He's um, got, like, little buttons on his vest and is it like a snake on his shirt? I, I can't tell what it is. Okay, I know you said, let's just say this is the underworld. But let's let's stop for a second and talk about the set dressing in this Lucas's lair, let's say. Lucas is the seven deadly sin demon. And, um, okay. he's He's got... It kind of reminds me of some punk bars I went to back in Boston, honestly, back when I lived in Boston. He's got, yes, yes. He's got, like, a a painting that's not hanging up. It's just leaning against the wall that's got, like, demons on it. And it says horror, except horror is spelled H-O-R-R-O-R-R. And the second R, or the, the fourth R, I guess, is backwards. Oh, dear. <laughs> There's Toys R Us was really popular back then. Yes. There's what I assume is, like, a cauldron where, I I guess, maybe, may, I'm not sure, sitting on, like, an office desk. Like, the kind of desk you would see, 
bought cheaply and in bulk for offices. And then there's a crystal sword leaning against that cauldron and also a small doll leaning against the cauldron. Is this like Hell's prop room? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's that's what this is. This is Hell's prop room. I mean, honestly, maybe just stick with the cave sets. It's It's not terrible or anything. Like, I guess I buy him living here or working out of here. Probably both. I, okay, the more I look at this scene, the more things I see. Okay, there's also... The little red bar light thing in the corner. There's a little red bar light. There's, there is a giant devil uh, sculpture. There is a bronze bust that is wearing a brown page boy wig <laughs> and a green scarf. There's... For some reason, there's, like, a wooden cutout of a cow. And also one of those click, 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 spinny things that you, like, it's got dollar bills on it. So it's, like, a thing where you spin it and you get, like, the amount of money that comes up when you spin it. Okay, between this and his minion, I feel like he's just kind of, like, collecting random stuff and throwing it together. There is a lot going on with this guy. That does sort of explain his minion's outfit. (laughs) I guess so. You have to dress in whatever I've got lying around in my house slash office, possibly. Lair. Lair. Yeah, Lucas is Lair. So Lucas is upset at his minion because his minion lost the... uh, The crystal box. The crystal box that contains the seven deadly sins. The seven deadly sins that Lucas uses to collect souls. And he needs seven souls because... I love how he just doesn't have a reason that he needs the seven souls. Like... Eh. Like, he's like, you know I need the seven souls to complete my plan. And the minion's like, okay, if you're going to do that weird thing where you exposit to me. Exposit. Exposit. Like, like, exposit or don't. And the minion's like, but there were witches. And Lucas is like, oh, witches. Those are worth, like, extra soul points. I can turn the witches uh, with sin power and then I'll have all the souls I need. And if I have all the souls I need, what do I need you for? And the minion's like, oh, which you're a minion and charmed. How did you not see this coming? Okay, I have to add two more odd things to Lucas's whole deal. Okay. There appears to be a giant crystal carp in the room. Right. Also, you know how I said that the minion looks like he's wearing like a, a post office vest. Yeah. I realize he actually is wearing a courier vest and that he is credited as demon courier. So like, <laughs> Oh my God. Screw Lucas and the seven sins thing. Screw the charmed ones. I want to show about this guy. Uh, or demon or cur- like the demon courier service service. It'll be like taxi, except instead of taking place in a taxi dispatch, it takes place in the courier dispatch of demon couriers. But yeah, Lucas blows this guy up because if he can turn the seven sins against the witches, he doesn't need a minion. I don't know. I mean, I know this is not the sort of thing you can complain about because it happens so often in Charmed. But, like, you don't have to blow up your minions for no reason. You can use them to, like, do stuff for you. Also, this guy clearly wasn't a minion. Like, he, pro- he he's, he's an outside contractor. You're probably going to have to pay some sort of fine now. Yeah, you should be happy that the Charmed Ones kill you before the end of this episode. Spoiler alert. Oh, man. Yeah, but the whole, like, oh, wait, I figured out my plan. I don't need you anymore, therefore I'm going to blow you up thing. Like, 
uh, I work in a job where I have assist an assistant. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I know how to do what my assistant does. That doesn't mean I don't need him. I still need him. It, he's he's like. Yeah, now you have to do all the grunt work yourself because you blew up that guy for no reason. I'm sorry, I'm on the demon courier's side. Bring him back. Give this guy a show. Yeah! Just everything about his outfit, everything about his aesthetic, it doesn't even say demon except for the little bit of eyeliner. Okay, so this demon, to kind of get ahead of premonitions here, mm -hmm. uh, as I've mentioned before, the Charmed Wiki is, has the... Uh, this is one of the many people who appears on both Charmed and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, was Lucas... Lucas, yes, Lucas is one of Glory's minions. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Well, no wonder I didn't recognize him. So much makeup, but... But it's just what? funny because he, like, he, he, you know, he was in a toxic work environment with Glory. <laughs> and so that's all he, that's all he knows. So now that he's a manager, he's just replicating it with his own minions. I thought it was kind of more of that thing where, like, if you have a bad office job and your manager screams at you, then you go to McDonald's so you can scream at whoever works there just so that you can feel, I don't know, like you have some power in the world. I mean, yeah, but I was thinking more like... As they put it in How I Met Your Mother, the chain of screaming. Yes. I, although I think it's more like you're in a toxic work environment and it warps your idea of what a work environment should be. Mm. So, like... A lot of storyboarder stuff in the animation industry. There, uh, there's a big like unionization thing going on in the animation industry right now. So this is going to be incredibly dated. But, uh, but yeah, their work environment's really toxic, and I have to imagine that a lot of those bosses start out doing storyboard stuff. So well, there's a journalism strike right now with some outlets. Honestly, any any business where you expect people to want to work in that business will be abusive. Hmm. Will tend towards the abusive. So, back at the manor, Prue is examining the box, and Phoebe's like, hey, maybe don't open that. And also, like, like, don't you get obsessed with the box now. So Phoebe le <laughs> After issuing this warning, Phoebe immediately leaves Prue alone with the box to go into the kitchen to talk to Piper, who... Okay, Piper... Is making sushi for Leo for, like, a special dinner because she figures she needs to be the best wife ever or else the elders might decide to undo their marriage if she's not the best wife ever. Even though I'm pretty sure the elders care more about her being the best charmed one ever than being a good wife. I'm pretty sure they don't care about her wife quality. Also... Being the best wife ever is dressing up to make your husband dinner. Okay, so I hadn't gotten to that yet. Not dressing, well, I mean, not dressing up as in, like, getting fancy to make dinner. Dressing up as in she put on, like, a Nehru collar, uh, like, uh... Chef outfit? It's not a chef outfit, it, but it's, it's this uh, kind of Asian cut that was really popular in the early 2000s. Like, it's, it's... It's Asian-inspired uh, top that she put on to make sushi. Okay. That's... She put on a costume to make sushi. You know what? You know what? I don't know why I'm making fun of her and not matching her energy. I mean, I guess it's good. It feels like we've entered a weird territory. I mean, I, I wouldn't 
I would feel uncomfortable wearing something Japanese inspired to make sushi, but like if we like next burger night, I'm probably going to put on like my red dress and and be Linda. Oh, I See, I was going to say you're going to dress like Bob. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean that's easy. That's just like a white t-shirt and gray sweatpants. I own both those things. I was about to say, do you have like teal stretch pants because that's kind of linda's outfit right the red top and yeah yeah and i do you do have till sweat hmm. so yeah maybe it... yeah so <laughs> anyway point is you I know what feel... I'm, I'm, I'm done making fun of piper i've come around i'm on it also to be fair to piper all of her examples of how marriage should work i mean it's basically just her mom who was very briefly married to her dad when she was very, very little, and Grams's parade of husbands who she probably killed. So it's not like Grams she's... probably killed them, not Piper, just to be clear. Yes, Graham Grams probably killed her husbands because Okay, we we went into this in vast amounts of detail in a previous episode, but the existence of no fault divorce being a thing ish mm. throughout the course of Grams's marriage career. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Piper does not have a lot to draw from. I guess it's admirable she's putting in the effort. It seems weird, but okay. Sure, sure. Being a good wife is making your husband fancy food and dressing up to do so, right? I mean... Shouldn't she be trying to, I don't know, greet him with a martini? Well, go I, full Donna Reed. I have put on my 50s housewife dress and pearls when I had to clean before just to, like, motivate myself. Mm. So... Yeah. But Phoebe's like, Piper, that's stupid. The elders aren't going to do anything to break up you and Leo. Piper's like, I just don't want to give them an inch. And it's, I mean, I, I, I don't think they care. Honestly, I don't really feel like they care about anything you do. They like arbitrarily punishing you for stuff. But, I mean, it's it's the Malcolm in the Middle thing, right? Lowest... Right. Yeah, they're... they're... They arbitrarily punish her, so it's not like they can... It's it's not like you can anticipate what they will do. But honestly, that's, like, the way that you cow a person, so... Yeah. To clarify, we did a rewatch of Malcolm in the Middle recently, and we realized that the root of the boys' bad behavior is that Lois randomly punishes them for no reason. Mm-hmm. Which just kind of encourages them to do whatever they want because it's not like behaving will curtail random punishment. So. Right. And their behavior doesn't correlate to the way they're treated. Yeah. Yeah. There's that one episode where Dewey realizes that if he's good, then Lois doesn't flip out at him. And I'm like, I mean, it's a solid episode, but it also doesn't track with anything that has happened in the rest of the show. Yeah. Yeah. So Phoebe's like, Hey, shut up. We lost an innocent this morning. We need your help to get through this. And Piper's like, okay. And uh, as long as we were talking about Piper um, and what she's wearing, even, even for Phoebe, what is happening? Speaking of vests, she's kind of wearing a vest and that's it. She's wearing a vest with like a safety pin holding it together at the boobs and everything else is just out there. I, I thought it was like a scrunchie that she stapled between her breasts to keep the vest from opening up. And I Actually, I think it's like a cloak pin because it's very big so that there's a gap so that you can see full side boob. It's a lot. 
It's a it's, lot. It's not a lot. <laughs> it both is and is not a lot. But they go back into the uh, living room parlor? Huh. Sure. It's probably the parlor, right? It's like the receiving room, maybe. You know what? Actually, I think living room was right. I think it's the living room. They go in back into the living room to see Prue opening the box, and Phoebe's like, what did I just say? What did I just say? And <laughs> I love that Prue's like, we can handle ourselves. We don't need Leo or anyone. And then Leo orbs in, and he's like, you rang? And and Prue's just like, no. No. And Phoebe's like, hey, check out this box we stole from a demon. And Leo's like, oh, wow, did you look in the Book of Shadows? And then Piper is like, Leo, you're so smart. I'm going to give you credit because I'm such a good wife. We never would have thought of checking the Book of Shadows without you. I know it sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but I can't help it. The voice has me now. Help, I can't stop. I'm sorry. It just reminds me of, like, in a cartoon, when a cartoonishly evil person has to pretend to be good, and they're just like, I love sunshine and puppies and rainbows and stuff. La 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 la. It's so disingenuous, her, like, fawning over Leo. I can't do that. That would be bad (laughs) so they go up into the attic and they flip through the book and immediately find the box in the book of shadows it's not pandora's box but it it may as well be it may as well be and leo's like yes the legend of pandora's box must be based off this which he does that a lot over the course of the show and it's like we didn't need that yeah also i'm pretty sure we do actually deal with pandora's box later in the show so Come on. Yeah. But, yeah. And Prue's like, whatever. It doesn't matter. We're charmed ones. We're too good to be affected by sins. And uh, Leo's like, sins in everyone, Prue. Everyone has a sin. Yeah, so basically that's what's going to happen. The box is filled with sins. The sins infect people and amplify whatever their naturally inclined sin is. And Prue's like, okay, so we'll just write a spell to undo the sins because... This guy, Lucas, needs to infect seven people with the seven deadly sins so that he can collect their seven souls to question mark, question mark, profit. And Piper's like, ugh, Prue, we can't take sin out of humans. Are you unfamiliar with the concept of humans? Yeah, there's, sin is not something that can be magically removed. You can't magically remove sin. Oh, yes. Thank you for emphasizing that. So, I guess... Phoebe so I don't remember Phoebe being in the attic she wasn't she was changing her shirt Prue told her to go change her shirt oh uh, okay Did... no seriously were they keeping her away from Brian Krause it's very odd but because because there's no plot reason for her to have been wearing that ridiculous shirt and be told to go change it well there is a plot reason because as she's coming back downstairs she sees Lucas come into the house and grab the box so demons just know where they live. I guess he can probably sense it or whatever. Sure. But she comes downstairs to see him grabbing the box and he's like, ooh, I know, I bet I know what your sin is. And he throws a little ball into her, a little light ball. Yep. Then the rest of them, Prue, Leo, Piper, come down the stairs and he throws balls into them too. So I... the balls are color coded. Okay. Uh, w- Were you going to say that 
supposedly the balls bring out what your own natural sin is, but he obviously specifically picked the sins to throw at them. Well, he does with Phoebe. The rest of them, I guess, could just be random. But, like, shouldn't it not work like that? Like, you you just throw the ball and then the person chooses the sin, right? Although That's I, what it should be. Although I guess he would run the risk in this particular case of, like, all of them getting anger. Or all of them getting pride. Mm. Or all of them getting sloth. Actually, there's a fair chance that they could get anything all over the rainbow of sin. The sin rainbow. Yeah, so the, the ball that he throws at Phoebe is kind of a pinkish red. Well, they're white until they hit mm-hmm. the people. So Right. So when the sin ball hits Phoebe, it, it glows pinkish red and it's like purple with Prue. And and it's red red with Piper and it's blue with Leo. Weird. So uh, Prue's, and then, and then he teleports out with the box and Prue's like, okay, is everyone okay? Does anyone feel like they've been affected by sin? And everyone's like, no, no. And she's like, we must be immune because we're magic. I know Willow's spell must not have worked on me because I'm the slayer. <laughs> right. It's really, you're like, oh, it didn't immediately kick in. Therefore I'm immune. I, I don't even know what to say. Um, except that. Oh my god. So the reason that Prue forced Phoebe to change her outfit was because Phoebe is flunking out of her ethics class and she needs to talk to the professor about, you know, not flunking out of her ethics class. And we're gonna get a little porn where she's like, oh, is there anything I could do to raise my grade? It's not okay i've been a bad bad girl yeah she's meeting with the guy in his office and he's like you're a good student but you've missed so many classes because you keep mysteriously running off to deal with family situations and that's not acceptable and she's like you know what else isn't acceptable the fact that you're still wearing pants right now and then she jumps him which yeah and back at the manor Piper is on the phone making a massive order at Bloomingdale's for, like, so, so much stuff. And Prue's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm spoiling myself a little bit. Don't I deserve it? And Prue's like, no! And she hits the receiver on the phone. And uh, Piper's like, what'd you do that for? And uh, (laughs) Piper's like, Leo needs suits. I was getting him suits. And Prue's like... Why does Leo need suits? Leo doesn't wear suits. And Piper, like, maybe he'd wear suits if he had some. Now, to be fair, before they got infected with sin, Piper did bring up getting new clothes for Leo as part of her I'm going to be a good wife thing. Mm. Like, where do Leo's current clothes come from? He makes them out of energy. Leo doesn't poop. He just reforms the food that he eats into clothing. Why? And he... Why? And healing. Why? All that extra mass has to come from somewhere. Why? (laughs) White lighters are horrifying. Or I'm being gross. But, but, uh, yeah, I... I I like the Sin Piper stuff. I, I mean, honestly, the Sin Phoebe, the Phoebe with the Sin of Lust stuff isn't great. But I really, really enjoy the... Piper doesn't have greed. No, she has gluttony. She has gluttony. 
which really feels like she should have greed. It, But the banker had greed already, so they already used greed. Yeah, and they just kind of redefine gluttony as her wanting stuff, which is also greed. That's what greed is, but whatever. Shall we check the Book of Shadows? Yeah, let's check the Book of Shadows real quick. So, according to the Book of Shadows, gluttony, the page that they looked at. The real life on TV page from the real life on TV Book of Shadows. Yes. Gluttony is the desire to overly indulge. And greed is a craving for material wealth or gain. So there's a there's a slight difference. I guess it feels really close. I mean, I I I, I guess I see what they're going for there, but uh, uh, honestly, gluttony doesn't really seem like it should be Piper's sin. No, I mean you're right. It should have been. What should Piper's sin have been? Well, it's definitely wrath later. Um, at this point, envy's one, right? Yeah, the desire for what others have. But she doesn't really have that anymore. She's, you know, she's married. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess she did. Yeah, it, it was definitely envy earlier on. Uh, gosh. I mean, I guess maybe gluttony. It... You know, here's the, here's the shame for me. Mm-hmm. They specifically defined gluttony away from food, which is what it normally is. And... To be fair, gluttony isn't necessarily food-related. It, it could be, like, any hedonistic urge. But as a chef, do they remember that Piper's a chef? As a chef, like, her gluttony could have been, like, a thing. But I don't think they wanted to show her consuming so much food. I mean, honestly, I feel like greed should have been Piper's thing, thinking back on it. Yeah, I mean, it would have been... I, I know I just said that they already did greed with the banker, but they could have done something else with him. Yeah. It could have been someone else. It could have been some other sin. Honestly, it could have been gluttony. That way you don't have to really go out of your way to, you know. Yeah. But because Piper is a character who's very much defined by her wants. Yeah. Huh. It's weird because envy would make sense will make sense for her later on. Honestly, I think wrath would make sense for her later on, or pride. Uh, Piper has all of the colors of the sin rainbow. I don't think she has that much lust. That's actually true. Yeah, not she's not not big on the lust. I mean, they make some jokes about her like using her powers on Leo for sex, but yeah, but. but that goes pretty out the window after they get married because the show is weirdly outdated in some aspects oh so i just recently started watching hacks on hbo which i've been meaning to watch forever and now we have hbo max Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because it's an old comedian like a phyllis diller style comedian played by gene smart and then like a young millennial comedian who's working with her Mm -hmm. and they both do a lot of sex jokes but the the younger writers sex jokes are like about wanting to have lots of sex and having lots of sex and gene Smart's sex jokes are about like ugh, i hate how my husband wants to have sex every night so it yeah so prue's like okay clearly something's going on here and phoebe bursts into the room and she's like well i got flunked out of my class because i tried to have sex with my professor wah wah 
like, I know that that's what matters to you, Phoebe, but maybe don't open with, I got kicked out. Maybe open with, um, I've clearly been infected with lust because I literally threw my professor to the ground and tried to mount him. So Prue's like, Phoebe, clearly you got lust, and Piper, you've clearly got gluttony, which, weird pull, I would assume greed, but okay. <laughs> and uh, Leo's no help, and Piper's like, what do you mean Leo's no help? And she's like, well, he clearly has sloth. He's been on the couch all day, which, did, didn't, didn't you think something might be up if you noticed that Leo was on the couch not doing his job? He's a pretty proactive guy. Yeah, yeah. I love Lazy Leo, by the way. Oh, me too! Like, they, they go out into the living room, Lanai, not Lanai, the living room, the wherever, and Leo's just on the couch, slumped over, and he's like, Hey, babe, I was gonna orb, but I got tired halfway, and I'm just gonna crash on the couch now. And then Piper, who's still trying to be a good wife, is like, Oh my god, Leo! Let me get you some chips. I know this is like bad, hacky, old sitcom dynamic, you know, it's not exactly borscht belt humor, but. No, no, hacky sitcom is definitely the right what's going on here. But like, I kind of love it. (laughs) I kind of love that even though Piper is infected with the sin of gluttony, she's still kind of invested in her weird I have to be a good wife cosplay thing. Also, I kind of like Prue here, who's like, wow, it's so weird that everyone got infected except me. Must be because I'm so great. I'm too good to be infected by anything, as you all know, right? The doorbell rings, and Piper got flowers delivered to the house, because doesn't she deserve flowers? Doesn't Piper deserve flowers? I bet Leo never brings her flowers. And Phoebe's like, oh, good! Men carrying flowers that I can have sex with the men, not the flowers. Hmm. It's weird that Cole's not in this episode. Like, they had to keep him out of the episode, otherwise... She'd just bang him all episode and thus not get in trouble, I guess. Well, I, she would get in trouble. She would, like, burn up from the inside, like, in Once More with Feeling. Or, like, in that awful episode with the sex ghosts. Oh, God. Remember, these... These ghosts of horny children are... No, no. It's the it's not the worst episode of Buffy, but it's pretty high up there. And it would be if Beer Bad didn't exist. I was gonna say it would be if Normal Again didn't exist, but yes. Normal Again is I mean, it's structurally fine, it's just it's the worst story ever. Yeah, exactly. But there's so much weird stuff in that I think it's not where the wild things are. I think that's the episode where... No, no. No, no, I that's think that episode. Is... I think that's that episode, yeah. But it's so all over the place. Like, this house used to be a house for children that was run by a Christian lady who beat them if they had sexual feelings. And then all of their repressed sexual repression became ghosts. And since riley and buffy were having sex over where repressed child sex ghosts were they managed to infect the house with weird sex vibes and also vines the wall that makes you horny the wall well the wall that makes you orgasm orgasm. you know this isn't just any house 
this is the house that the initiative is under. You would think they'd have some sort of, like, thing where they made sure that their house wasn't infected with sex ghosts before they moved in. Also, no one's had sex in this house before. Like, this has been a frat house for a while, presumably, before the initiative moved in. So just no one had sex in this frat house before this point? Or were Buffy and Riley just having so much sex that the sex ghosts couldn't help? It was the good sex. Okay. So, uh, yeah. There's a new story about a pastor who has taken a bunch of hostages in his church, and he's going to kill all the hostages if he doesn't get a green convertible jaguar. And first of all, Phoebe's like, ooh, that newscaster is hot. And Piper's like, you know what? I could use a jaguar. And Prue's like, oh, I think that pastor got envy. And it's like, well, that's not what envy is. Based on the thing that we just looked at. So, like, all of the sins are just wanting material stuff, then. All or, of the sins... Or wanting to bang. Or wanting to bang. Most of the sins are wanting material stuff or being lazy or wanting to bang. The majority of sins. Greed? Gluttony. Envy. Envy. Honestly, okay, not greed, the majority, but a lot and of envy them. being two different things is... It's always been an issue for me, but that's okay. <laughs> but Prue, Prue's like, you know what? I'll just handle it myself. Come on, Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Piper and uh, Leo kind of settle into... Uh, snuggle up and watch tv together and, and piper's like "Ooh, the home shopping network yeah she makes him she makes him turn back to the home shopping network so that she can buy the ugliest stained glass flamingo tiffany lamp i've ever seen in my life you know what i'm gonna start keeping an eye out to see whether we see that lamp in the house because that would be an amazing easter egg so there are so many people at this hostage situation. I mean, I guess that makes sense, yeah. but like, there's like a whole line of roof snipers. Do you really need that many roof snipers? They called in like the SWAT team. It's like a lot. Yeah. So Prue shows up and she's like, "Hey, Daryl, this guy's infested with the, uh, you know, sin of envy. So we need to take him out." And Daryl's like, "Really." Really? Daryl's like, why do you show up at all of my crime scenes? And Phoebe's like, ooh, look, it's the it's the police officer who uh, inappropriately hit on me before. I'm going to go bang him. It's Officer No Boundaries. And Prue's like, your men can't stop this. You're not equipped to stop sin. Only I, the charmed one, can do it. And she runs into the bank and Daryl runs out waving his badge in the air yelling don't shoot her do not shoot her and i'm like i would hope that you wouldn't have to say don't shoot the unarmed woman running into this situation but mm. so the priest has you know i said he was at his church taking hostages he actually appears to be at a jag dealership taking hostages so him being a priest is just like just some just some color yeah it's just there for flavoring but uh Prue, you know, bursts in and the priest is like, I told them not to send anyone. And she's like, tell me what you want. And he's like, I want everything. And she's like, telekinesis. And it just straight up doesn't work. Well, I mean, it, 
it pushes the gun away a little bit, but not a lot. His sin is way more powerful than her telekinesis, or else her pride is causing her telekinesis to malfunction. Yep, and which is a thing throughout this episode, kind of-ish. And to the priest is like, bang, bang, bang! But then Prue comes out with... Prue comes out with the car dealership guy and she's like, it's fine. I'm fine. I took out the priest because I'm so amazing. I took care of the situation. Me! Me! Yeah, she comes out and she's like, yep, I knocked him unconscious. I kicked his ass. I'm so glad that we didn't have to watch that fight sequence. Yeah, that might have been interesting. Yeah. But instead, Prue wants to talk to all the news cameras and tell them how awesome she is. And Terrell's like... No! Remember how you're a witch and no one's supposed to know that? Yeah, and... And Prue's like, Nothing can destroy me, Daryl, for I am Prue Hollowell, the greatest person to ever exist. And Daryl's like, Well, clearly you're fine. This is just normal Prue, but you got shot. And she's like, So I did. Weird. (laughs) My whole life is thunder. And, uh... Prue's like, oh, oh, I didn't notice I got shot. Oh, I probably have the sin of pride. Except she doesn't say that. She's like, Daryl, I don't have time to explain to you because my brain is moving so much faster than yours. Can you lock the priest up in a psychiatric hospital for the next while? And Daryl's like, I mean, I guess probably, but like, I can't indefinitely put him in a psychiatric hospital. And she's like, okay, I know I'm not going to be around for it, but just wait a couple of seasons. (laughs) Right. Well, she doesn't want the demon to find and kill this priest and, you know, be able to harvest his soul or whatever. So she's got to kill the demon before the demon gets to, uh, to the priest. And she goes looking for Phoebe, who is in one of the SWAT cars with the cop... Officer inappropriate. And Prue and Daryl throw open the doors of the van and Daryl is like, Young man, I am very disappointed in you. I mean, Phoebe literally has a condom in her mouth. Also, I just realized the shirt that she changed into because her other shirt was inappropriate looks like the shirt that Ross wears in the episode of Friends where he accidentally thinks that Rachel's bag is the stuff she had picked out for him. Yes. And he wears her blouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That looks a lot like that shirt. So, Prue throws her jacket over Phoebe, and she's like, I'm taking you home because if you have sex, you will literally die from it. Uh, you don't need to... It's so performative to throw your jacket over her. The problem isn't that she's not covered. The problem is that she's trying to have sex with everyone she sees. Well, she kind of throws it over her face. So I think it's... I don't think it's about covering up Phoebe's breasts. I think it's about, you know, putting... It's like when you put a blanket over a birdcage? Yeah. (laughs) That's better. I was going to say blinders on a horse, but no, blanket over a birdcage. We actually kind of get a repeat of this when the sisters become goddesses later on. Oh. Because Phoebe becomes the goddess of love, which mostly is her having sex with a lot of dudes. But Daryl leads the officer off and he's like, look, you can't go around just having sex with women when you're on the job. You're suspended. You're suspended. And the officer's like, but I didn't have a choice. She really wanted to have sex with me and I wanted to have sex with her. And Daryl's like, that's not an excuse. 
There was a hostage situation. We might have needed you to inappropriately flirt with some witnesses. I I can't even believe I have to say, wait till the hostage situation has resolved before you go have sex. But this guy is suspended and he's GD pissed about it. And Lucas shows up and he's like, hey, you look angry. Have some sin. And he throws one of the sin balls into this guy. And this sin ball also turns red. Like... All the sins are red. They couldn't. They couldn't come up with with more colors than that. So Prue drags Phoebe back to the manor, which is full of crap because Piper has been ordering crap off of what is it? HG? Not HGTV. What was it back then? QVC. QVC. Actually, uh, QVC and HSN are the two places that currently exist. HSN is what I was thinking of. Yeah, HGTV it, is the home building. Guard, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but Phoebe and Prue walk in and they're like, oh no, we got reverse robbed. Phoebe says, you really put the glutton gluttony to Piper, which is barely wordplay. Not even wordplay. Just saying crap. So, Prue's like, wait, how did you get all of this stuff so quickly? And Piper's like, I may have used a little bit of magic. You can't expect me to wait six to eight weeks for delivery look i got a fountain she's like it's not personal gain this is stuff i need so that i can be a good witch and wife she got tv she got leo a big tv and phoebe's like "Ooh, leo i want to have sex with you and he's like do i have to move and she's like no and he's like okay cool whatever it kind of ruins my theory about them keeping the two of them apart because they're not very apart and Piper comes into the room and she's like, Phoebe! And Phoebe's like, what? I have to work with what I've got lying around the house. She's like, Prue said I can't leave the house, so I have to have sex with someone who's in the house. And Leo's the only one I'm not related to by blood, so... I, I don't know what you expect me to do. So, Prue's like, look. Between the four of us, the priest... And the and, guy we failed to save. And the guy got smooshed by the bus. That's only six sins, which means Lucas needs to infect one more person before he can question mark, question mark, profit. So. So Prue, like, pulls Leo up by his lapels and she's like, listen here, you lazy sack of shit. I need you to orb up to the elders, get some information on how to fight off sin for long enough for us to kill Lucas and, you know. Stop him from doing whatever. And Leo's like, why do you want me to go check with the elders? You never listen to anything I say anyway. It just seems like you're wasting my time. And Prue's like, do it now. Do it now, 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 now. And he's like, fine. Uh, Can we talk about what Phoebe's doing? Because she picks up what I have to assume is a porn magazine called Men's Fall. And then opens it up and like turns i mean it's a porn magazine because she turns it sideways to look at like a centerfold but it also is clearly like a a men's clothing catalog maybe it's a men's clothing catalog with a centerfold okay i i just i feel like they got told by standards and practices that they couldn't have it be a playboy or playgirl as it were yeah playgirl yeah i'm just very confused about what that magazine is yeah, it's just a men's fashion magazine with a centerfold. It happens, maybe. Sure. So, the angry cop is angry walking angrily down the street. 
Yeah, this was the part I was saying makes me uncomfortable because, yeah. Lucas asks him if he found out where they're hiding the pastor because we've been saying priest, pastor, I guess. Sure. Does that mean he can get married? Is that the difference between priest and pastor? I believe so, yes. Reverends can get married also. Uh, But Lucas is like, look, I need to find him so I can release him so he can die so he can give me, you know, his soul. You have wrath, which is the sin that sort of burns you out the fastest. So uh, if you could do me a huge solid, go find the Hallowells and like kill them, that would that would benefit me. Which I thought they had to, I, I guess if they died at the hands of someone who's suffering from one of the sins, it counts as dying from sins. Sure, why not? Because I think they need to die as a direct result of the sins for him to get their souls. Well, I think, I think either Phoebe or Prue dying by his hands would count. Because it was Phoebe's lust that got him suspended and it was Prue's pride that put them in there in that position in the first place. It doesn't really feel like they were dying from theirs. Eh, I guess maybe. Um, I, I guess you, we don't know what he needs the sins for. So whatever, it doesn't matter. I have to say though, that this guy is, um, he is, his acting is so bad that it is almost hypnotically good. <laughs> His he's like got his face all scrunched up and it's all turning red and he's like breathing all heavy. He's like, <sighs> the cop, right? The cop. I am full of wrath. It's a thing to watch. It's a thing to behold. It's hard to imagine they don't teach you how to act angry in <laughs> acting school. That's what men win acting awards for, being angry. Yep, yep. Women win acting awards for being sad. Men win acting awards for being angry and sometimes sad. I'm sorry. I just, I remember when someone I was following on Twitter got upset because uh, they were like, people keep on talking about how good the acting is in WandaVision, but it's just Elizabeth Olsen pretending to be sad. And I was like, yes, that is what acting is. It's pretending to have emotions. That is all of what acting is actually um oh is i'm sorry is acting reacting (laughs) actually acting is uh being real in fake circumstances Hmm. or imaginary circumstances at least if you follow the stanislavski method okay having the real emotion of sadness because your robot boyfriend was killed by an alien warlord yes that's what acting is that's what acting is okay anyway Back at the manor, um... Phoebe, under under the influence of lust, has managed to more accurately use her powers than she will at any other point in the show. She took a button off of Officer No Boundaries' shirt, and now she's just using premonitions to watch all of the sex he will ever have in his life? I assume. I mean, she's like, oh, I'm getting some good premonitions from... Well, I think she's having premonitions of all of the hottest sex she's ever going to have. Maybe she... Either way, what I would like to point out is that her powers got better with her sin, whereas Prue's got worse. Don't know what that means. It's just a fact. So, yeah, because Piper's like, stop napping, and she's like, I'm not napping, I'm having sex premonitions about sex. Oh, <laughs> And Prue busts into the room and she's like, 
Stop doing whatever you're doing. Everyone stop doing what you're doing before your sin kills you. And Piper, who's wearing a fur coat, and she has her feet in a foot bath. It's a feathered coat. It's a feathered coat. She nearly... She nearly breaks her neck falling out of the chair she's sitting in, and she's like, Oh no, what has gluttony done? Gluttony well, made me fall out of my chair while I was in a foot bath. Well, the officer knocks on the door, and Phoebe is so excited to have sex with him that she almost jumps out of the attic window to get to him, so. And, like, he starts throwing stuff. Like, he bursts into the house, and she runs down the stairs, and she's like, Ooh, let's have sex. And he's like, I don't want to have sex. I want to just knock stuff over and, and shoot you with my gun. And Piper's like, my stuff. And she freezes him, but her power's not working so hot because of the sin. Mm-hmm. Because there wouldn't be an episode, I guess, if all of their powers were working properly. I don't know. I don't know. He asked them where, where the pastor is, and they're like, we don't know. We just show up at crime scenes and, and make Daryl's job harder. So he takes aim at Piper and Phoebe's like, no. And she slow motion dives onto him to knock him out of, uh, well, to keep him from shooting Piper. Yeah. And, you know, she successfully stops him from shooting Piper, but Piper falls down the stairs and a cabinet falls on her and she's like, Oh, no. No, it's not a cabinet. All of the crap she has in the house, like, creates a domino effect that knocks over giant crates onto her. It's just, it's... They spend a lot of time doing these scenes. So, the thing about this is, like, the tone shift is actually weirdly effective. Like, because the episode was playing this stuff off as pretty goofy. Even the bit where he shows up at the house and... Phoebe nearly jumps out the window to, you know, bone mm-hmm. him was all kind of goofy, but the sudden shift when he bursts into the house and attacks Phoebe and then attacks Piper, and honestly it feels like it could be played for comedy, not that, but the bit where Piper falls down the stairs and then all of the stuff starts falling on her, mm-hmm. but honestly it feels like an uncomfortably real way someone could die. Yeah. And oh hey, that's how she got killed by her gluttony. Because yes. it was all the stuff falling on her. How she would be, because she's yes, not dead. Yes, because she's, she's not dead. She's not dead. So Lucas bamps in from behind Prue, and he's like, Look what you've done, Prue. Look at what sin has wrought. And then he teleports away with her. Sure. Okay. That's... Sure. Why not? Why not, indeed. So we cut to commercial with Phoebe being unconscious from tackling that guy, and Piper crawling out from underneath the wreckage to check on her sister. So, uh, just a little premonition here. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we went to commercial, Piper was unconscious and possibly dead, and Phoebe also unconscious, possibly dead. When we come back from commercial, Piper is already awake. Just saying at the season finale, it looks like it's Piper who's the one who's dead. So Piper's calling out for Leo, and Leo fell asleep mid-orb. Piper drags herself upstairs because she's pretty messed up. and she, She's very wounded. And she collapses in the doorway. Leo sees her, immediately snaps out of it. He glows bright with the light of sin breaking because he has broken through his lust by running to his wife's his side. sloth. To, sloth, sorry. Yes, his sloth. And as he leans down to heal her, Piper's like, no, heal Phoebe. She's more injured than me. And then... You know, she glows with the light of sin breaking, and he's like, oh, I get it. 
you know, I broke through my sloth to come help you, and you broke through your gluttony to get me to help Phoebe first. And she's like, I thought there wasn't a magical way to break the sins. And he's like, yeah, it turns out we could just not sin. Anyway, I might as well heal you now since we're having this whole damn conversation instead of me running downstairs or orbing downstairs to heal Phoebe. Like the thing that broke you. I like how as soon as the sin's broken, she's like, you know what? I don't actually care that much about Phoebe. Heal uh, me. Heal me now. Um, When they run downstairs, Phoebe is bleeding from the from inside the ear. She's hemorrhaging from inside her ear, which she was not doing before. So, like, maybe he shouldn't have waited. I don't know. It was just a second, but still. So, Leo heals uh, Phoebe, and he talks about how they've broken through their sins. And uh, Phoebe must have already broken through her sin off screen when she tackled the guy. Yeah. She she didn't glow because they didn't think of it. I don't know. It's weird that she didn't glow when she tackled him. She really should have. So, back at Lucas's lair, he's got... Peru and he's all like haha guess what you can't break through pride because anything that you do you're doing for pride yeah it's the unbeatable sin also uh he has an astrolabe in his office i just what sure why not in his lair you know what else he has in his lair big hole it's a big hole of damned souls it's the soul hole the soul hole? The soul hole. Oh, you gotta pay the troll toll. <laughs> if you want to go into the soul hole. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, he's like, hey, how about if I take out the sin that's inside of you so that you can live? And she's like, okay, but then you're just gonna put it in someone else. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, well, then, no. Dude. Charmed one. It's kind of my whole deal. Yeah, and she's like, but I know if I jump into the soul hole, then I'll never die and you'll never get all the souls you need to question mark, question mark, profit. And he's like, what? And she's like, I win! Oh, by the way, he opens the soul hole with the crystal sword I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Oh, before she, before she jumps slash gets pushed into the soul hole, he's like, hey, Prue. Pride goeth before a fall. Yeah, it's this weird thing where, like, he opens the soul hole to threaten her. But she's like, if I go into the soul hole, you'll never... I I said that he won't get her soul, but no. He'll never find the priest. Oh, right, right, right. And she's like, haha, I win. And she jumps into the soul hole. And Leo... And the sisters show up, and Leo was like, God damn it. And he orbs into the hole. Yeah. And Piper freezes him because she doesn't... She can freeze now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they see orbs coming out. So I guess all of the souls that he's ever collected with the orbs are okay now? No, they're still soul screaming. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're just not helping those souls, I guess. That doesn't seem fair. Yeah. Prue's all mad at Leo for orbing her out of the soul hole. She's like, I had it under control. She's like, if I died in the soul hole, then he couldn't find the priest. And they're like, or we could just not tell him where the priest is. So then they throw all of the sin balls into him. And then he falls into the soul hole. Prophet. Yeah. Oh, and by doing this, this sucks the sin out of Prue because... 
this counts as vanquishing him. Yeah, okay. And then the envy and anger balls fly back in, and they're like, well, guess that's done. And they we don't throw- have to, guess we don't have to follow up with the cop and the pastor. So they throw the uh, sin box into, they throw the sin box into the soul hole, and then Piper just picks up this weird crystal staff thing and bangs it on the floor, and the soul hole closes up. And then they find the businessman's soul, like, inside the crystal that it was in. And she's like, hey, Leo, you should, like, bring this up to heaven or something. And he's like, okay, I think I will. Well, Piper says you should bring it somewhere nice. And he's like, I know, just the place. The Golden Gate Bridge? Oh, I assumed he was just going to orb back home and then shove it under the couch cushions. So is he going to come back to get them? Is this the underworld or is this just, like, a warehouse somewhere? No, I think this is just a warehouse somewhere. So, uh... So Prue's like, I guess I had the worst sin of all. I guess it took the worst sin out there to stop me, Prue Hollowell, the greatest person on earth. And thus, no lessons were learned. So, um, then we go to P3 and tonight's special musical guest, which was almost certainly chosen just for the joke of this band being named Orgy. Yep, it's Orgy. This is not a band I have heard of, but... The opening did have with special musical guest Orgy. Yep. And Orgy's singing a song. I feel kind of embarrassed for these guys, but okay, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this is a real band and they're really named Orgy, but I feel like that's kind of a stretch for Seven Deadly Sins. Like, it only really relates to lust and... Possibly greed. Yeah. But... Piper's reticent about drinking because, oh, I don't want to overindulge. And Prue's like, well, regular indulging's fine. Hey, hey, everything in moderation, including moderation. Hmm. So, uh, they have a little wrap-up, you know, speech about how they need to, you know, it's good to be aware of your weaknesses because that way you can work to overcome them, blah, 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 blah. And uh, Piper's like, yeah, I guess that's true. But Lucas said that pride was, you know, the one sin that you can't beat. Yeah, because every time you do something good, it's actually feeding your pride. You know what what this is? This is to bring up Friends again. This is the episode of Friends where Joey tries to convince everybody that there's no such thing as a good deed. Yeah. Prue wonders why she didn't break out of pride when she jumped in the hole. And Piper's like, obviously, it's because it was just, you know, it, it was, it was a, so you'd win. Yeah. It wasn't, but yeah, it, it is that episode of Friends. Okay, so now, now let me say what happens to Phoebe. Okay, okay. Phoebe comes into P3 and, you know, I hate to just harp on what they're wearing, but she's wearing a piece of sequined fabric that is tied to her. Like, it's not even an outfit. And she's like, hey, sisters, guess what? I convinced my ethics professor that this was all actually a social experiment in sexual ethics, and he bought it! You can't, it was just a prank, bro, your way out of out of trying to sleep with your professor for grades. Apparently you can Phoebe, you were failing my class until you tried to sleep with me for grades and then said, just kidding, it was a social experiment. Uh, no, I, I kind of like the way that, like, uh, 
the way that kind of assholes can be like, oh, it was just a joke, or oh, I was just kidding. Academics are like, oh, it was just a social experiment. Oh, I have bad news for you. Assholes do that too. It's ah! it's, it's the uh, classier, it was just a prank bro thing that YouTubers do. Those, those twins that faked that bank robbery. Oh, yeah. They claimed they were just doing a social experiment before they... Did got arrested they, did they end up going to jail i do not know pranks are the worst they're not good they're never good it's just it's just being an asshole and then being like i don't want to get in trouble for it though like it's just being an asshole and not wanting to face consequences for it it's not a good prank unless everyone is amused including the pranky that's that's just the way it is and that's not how anyone ever uses pranks so yep that that's accurate so the three sisters are like i guess we're gonna have to try to avoid sin from now on hey piper what's the name of this band by the way this is a completely natural turn in conversation and piper's like it's orgy want want which orgy's not a sin i guess it's a reflection of lust but like it's what you know what i like this episode less now <laughs> I, oh, I'm sorry. I, I was fine with it when we just watched it because a lot of the sin acting is fun. And by a lot of the sin acting, I mean specifically uh, Piper and Leo's sin acting. Mm -hmm. It's fun. It's funny. Even some of Bruce Pride stuff is pretty funny. <laughs> the bit where she she's talking about how awesome she is to all the reporters. Like, I, I like that. But it's not a strong episode. They've done better. And you can do better with this concept. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's not terrible. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So much like the Charmed Ones, we have our own power of three. The first power in our pack is Premonition. Who in this episode is, was, or will become famous later? Uh, so for me, it was the, the professor, uh, who's an actor by the name of Jim Jansen, who... I most recognize, because it's the show that I have watched about a hundred times, as the priest in Gilmore Girls. Oh. And you know what? His face must just give priest, because he's he's a priest in a bunch of other TV shows as, as well. But not in this episode. But not he's not the priest in this episode. That's true. Um, he's also, like, one of the townspeople in Parks and Recreation. Hmm. Um, he was a priest in... Uh, Terminator Salvation, or not Terminator Salvation, uh, Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles, that one. Ah, I heard good things about that. I watched a couple episodes and it was fine. Yeah, so yeah, that's, um, that's Jim Jansen. I honestly think, with our audience, the thing they'll most remember him from, if they do, is... Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I, I didn't have anything for this episode. I assumed that the demon guys were in Buffy just because it's a safe bet at this point. Yep, I and was, you were right. Yeah, I was really surprised he was one of Glory's minions, though, because he's got such natural demon energy, Lucas. He does have natural demon energy. Like, they, they could have just made him a vampire. They could have used way more minimal makeup, but... Mm, I don't know. I, I can kind of see him. He's kind of a... There's so much makeup on Glory's minions, but yeah, no, but he's got kind of a minion vibe, even though theoretically he was the 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 manion in this episode. Manion. I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, don't kill your minions. You use them for stuff. It's just wasteful. 
oh, I'm not using this guy for anything directly right now. Clearly, I'll never have to get my own laundry again or whatever. Ugh. He should be happy he's trapped in the pit of souls. The soul hole, I'm sorry. The soul hole, yes. That will bring us to our next segment, I believe. Time freeze. What specifically dated this episode? Oh my god, so much everything with Piper. Oh my god. Okay, so um, I have two with Piper. Let me say one, and then you say yours, and then I'll, if you didn't say my other one, I'll say my other one. All right. Uh, so the one, it, it, wait, I should let you go first. Okay, ordering stuff out of catalogs. The fact that delivery was going to take six to eight weeks if she mm. hadn't used magic. Yes. And that, th- those were my big ones, honestly. Although, uh, just ordering stuff off the phone. Ordering stuff from catalogs and through the phone. Okay, so another big one in her pile of stuff was a gateway computer box. Those oh. those cow boxes that were, like, ubiquitous when I was in high school. I remember those, yeah. It's weird how much, like, the act of shopping has changed so much that that, like, so completely dates the episode. Yeah, yeah, it, it's... The past is a foreign country. It really is. I believe that will take us to the last Power Nerd pack. Telekinesis, what, if anything, genuinely moved you this episode? I'm, I'm afraid I don't have any telekinesis this episode, much like Prue, but um, I, I do have a secret power this episode. Ooh, which one of our two secret powers do you have? I, uh, my secret power this, this week is astral projection. What, what thing in the episode... Made me so embarrassed that I wanted to leave my own body. And that was, of course, Phoebe's quote-unquote seduction of her professor. It was painful. It was some pretty rough stuff. All right, so what do we got on the docket for next week? Next week is The Demon Who Came In From The Cold. The Peacock description is, Cole infiltrates an underworld brotherhood to learn about an evil. And That's evil. so vague. That's so vague! And evil. Okay, dude. Uh, yeah. Alright. So I believe that'll about do it for this week, then. Yeah, I think that'll do it. Our show is partially listener-supported. If you want to be one of those supporters, you should head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net, and click on our Patreon link. We'd like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Rosa, Ryan, Maracruz, Benjamin, Kate, Jen, and Dan. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. If you want to talk about this episode, or any episode, or any episode of any television show, you should join our Facebook group, Welcome to Television. We can also be contacted at I Love TV Zines on Twitter, or at I Love Television Zines at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Tina. And I'm Max. And this has been Welcome to Hallowell Manor. Welcome to Hallowell Manor.